your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 530 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains on a game day for the Sens. They're back in La Belle Provence playing the Habs looking for their first win against Montreal this season. And this time I'm not there to mush them, Ross, so they have a great chance. And we have a lot of exciting movement for the Ottawa Senators. A call-up from Belleville, bring in a little extra toughness. And how about someone coming from overseas to replace them in Belleville? We'll get into that. I'm fired up, Ross. Not only that, but new lines alert, new lines alert. Let's get into it and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen. On this Tuesday, April 5th in Pilsy, the Ottawa Senators have an opportunity to win three games in a row in regulation for the first time this season, tonight. And they have a great opportunity. I mean, after coming off back-to-back wins against the Red Wings, they get another easy matchup in the Montreal Canadiens. So hopefully things go better than last time. It was a 5-1 loss. Uh, I got to be showered by uh, Habs fans chanting oh. and... Uh, the na 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 hey 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 yeah yeah goodbye with it's, like seven minutes yeah. left in the game oh. like that was tough sitting there being like they're right like I probably should go I gotta beat the traffic <laughs> in my hotel as a five minute walk down the street but I, I might just get out of here but this time is gonna be better yeah well the first meeting these two teams played the Sands got hamburgled. We know Andrew Hammond no longer with Montreal. He's now in New Jersey. So you're looking at a Habs team, and you know what scares me, though, Pilsy? They're sitting at 19 wins. I would really like if they not. I would like for them not to get thir- or 20 against the Ottawa Senators. Meanwhile, the Senators are looking to reach 30 wins Ooh. for the first time since 2016-2017. Now they're They were on pace for it in in last season, of course, only 56 games. And I think they had 25, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Shout out Wally on on Twitter had the uh, the stat here. Big stat guy, Wally. That being said, what I'm expecting tonight is a fast game for the Ottawa Senators. And yes, it was 23 last year. They're at 25 right now. So five wins in the last 14 games. Do you think that's attainable? I think so. Yeah, especially when you when you start looking at their schedule, like you've got a couple like they've got another Detroit game, so there we go. You got the Habs here and then it, Habs obviously on the 23rd when we'll see all you guys at the CTC and you got Seattle, New Jersey, Philly, so there definitely is an opportunity for them to achieve that. It's going to be a great game tonight, and part of the reason why is the Sens lines, which we'll get to a little later on. We're also going to discuss a call-up. We'll save that for the preview of tonight's game. And we forgot to mention it yesterday, but we do have a winner of the Jason Spezza, Danny Heatley autograph card. We also have another giveaway. We'll quickly tee that up right now. We are giving away an Igor Sokolov signed 
Cape Breton Eagles card to qualify. Go to Twitter. Follow all the accounts listed there. It's mine. It's Pillsy's. It's at Fighting Stutzla. Dylan has been kind and generous enough to put all these cards out on the table. This is all his doing. So make sure to give him a follow at Fighting Stutzla. I guess we should tell the winner because he already knows. It's uh, Owen. Owen is the winner of the Danny Heatley card. Um, so congratulations, Owen Howlett. At Owen Howlett1 on Twitter. And shout out Owen because he also reached out saying he's interested in getting some Locked On Senators merch. So yeah. we appreciate that. We're putting in the order. We're using our own capital to begin it. So if you want to support the pod, there's no better way than buying a T-shirt. Now, these T-shirts will have logos on the front and back. If we had a number on the back, though, a little jersey action, I would have wanted a number 91 Crookshank jersey. You know, we put out the poll, mm. Angus Crookshank, what number is he going to wear? Skill guy number for Crooker. But... Number 91 might be taken in Belleville now as Victor Lodine will be coming back, not back, coming overseas for the <laughs> first time to finish off the year in Belleville. We knew his SHL season was over, but a lot of the rumors were thinking he was just going to reset, come to development camp, and come to training camp next year. That's not the case. He's going to jump right into some action. What are you expecting to see from a guy who's got quite the highlight reel? An amazing highlight reel. Yeah, go check it out at Sens Prospect. He uh, tweeted out a couple minute long highlight video of all his goals. And I mean, Victor Lodine, like this guy hasn't seen a garbage goal, a tip, a reflection, a deflection, anything in his entire life. He only scores <laughs> highlight reel goals. It's amazing. And he had a great season in the SHL. 44 games, 27 points, 12 goals. So I think he's going to be a big part of this Belleville lineup and my God, do they need him? Like, this is a team we talked about in yesterday's episode. They struggle at scoring. And if he can get it done at the SHL level, it should be a decent transition to try to get it done at the AHL level. And especially with uh, a call-up coming to Ottawa, which we're still teasing, um, they're going to need someone to replace him. So I think Victor Lodine coming to Belleville is a nice boost, and I can't wait to see him in North America fantastic and yes. he fits in so well he's a left shot he's six foot two so a bigger body but he is a skill type player and as crooker said man 91 that's a skill number and that's what uh what Lodine's rocking 94th overall pick fourth rounder in the 2019 draft the same draft that brought you lassie thompson mad sogard and victor Lodine, among others max Gannett, the seventh rounder from that year doing good things in Belleville. We actually put up, funny enough, it ties into the Victor Lodine situation at Send Central on Twitter last night. Put up one of those, um, I don't know if it's a meme, whatever it is. I found it online where it's production full, talent full, recognition zero. And I asked which Sense prospect is this. And some people said Victor Lodine, and others said Max Gannett. So I'm ecstatic to see Victor Lodine. You think he gets put right in on a power play right away? I feel like if you want to put him in positions to succeed, that's where Victor Lodine should be playing. Yeah, I could see him definitely getting second power play unit time. Probably not top uh, unit right away, Ross, especially when you got guys like Sokolov, Yarventi, Jake Lucchini. Like, they've <laughs> got guys up on that top unit. So I think uh, the second spot would be great for him. I'm interested to see where he's going to play five on five, too, because yeah. that's a guy who he's going to need a disher on his line. Like, he needs someone to feed him the puck. And 
I watched uh, a lot of his goals are like two on one plays where he he gets the pass and he finishes off the play with a nice goal. So he needs someone to set that up for him. Yes, it's going to be ex- very fun. And if you wonder why we're spending like almost leading with the fact a fourth round pick is coming over to finish the year in the AHL, go look at his highlight reel. It's absolutely ridiculous the types of moves that he's putting on game in and game out. Pillsy rattled off his stats a little earlier. So when will he play? Not sure. We'll keep you posted on that. Locked on Senators, you're home each and every day, Monday through Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network. But Pillsy, they've got 12 games left and 11 are against divisional opponents. And that begins Wednesday at Utica where they'll start a home and home against Utica and then stay at the CAA arena for games against Rochester and Laval. So that is four consecutive games coming up against the division, and that's going to be enormous. I'm hopeful that Lodine, let's say he travels today, if if he hasn't already arrived, you hope maybe by the weekend, maybe you hold him out until Saturday yeah. so he's not playing three and four nights or, or back-to-back Friday, Saturday, get the jet lag out, get a couple practices, a couple skates, but I am ecstatic to see him play with the Belleville Senators. And I'm excited to see what this means for the rest of the organization. Let's get in to who's called up and leaving a spot on the left wing open for Victor Lodine. Of course, the chain reaction all started with Tyler Ennis, who is likely out for the rest of the year. Shocker, it's a shoulder injury. It seems like the, the injury of choice for no the kidding. Ottawa Senators oh. this season. I shouldn't say of choice. You know what I mean. It's just bad luck um, when it comes to the fact that it's been what? Pinto, Colin White, Josh Norris, um, Tyler Ennis. Four, yep. four shoulders. And Tyler Boucher in, in Boucher the OHL. Too. Yes. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll get into all that right afterward from our quick friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. It's also the best spot for all your props, odds, and lines. And this is why BetOnline.net is so great. Last night, we told you we were on North Carolina to beat. Um, to beat Kansas in the final. I almost said Duke. They did beat Duke. See you later, Coach K. But they did take out Kansas in the first half. And that's why BetOnline.net's great because I had the first half money line thanks to the friends at BetOnline. I also lost the real money line, but I was able to hedge my bet a little bit because BetOnline.net gives you more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Is somebody getting fired from a poor performance? In March Madness, you can bet where their next landing spot's going to be. There's also futures for the NHL and a whole lot more. So check it all out at betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, Pilsy. So I think we've buried the lead, but we're building to the lead. How about that? Building to the lead rather than burying it. Parker Kelly gets his next opportunity. A lot of heads turned and wondered, what? When he got sent down initially, he's played a handful of games and now he's right back up there, and they're not putting him on the fourth line either. Yeah, it's interesting that Parker Kelly got the call up because, I mean, even though Tyler Ennis is out, they have enough bodies. Like, Tierney was scratched. He could have just replaced him. And this is a tough one for me. I, I like it. I don't love it because Parker Kelly is ready to be in the NHL. He's shown DJ Smith he's going to go. He's a shift disturber. Every single shift, he's going out there with energy. He's banging bodies. He's getting pucks on net. He's doing what the coach wants him to do. It wasn't like he got demoted. It was, we're sending you down because Belleville needs the help. Belleville still needs the help. Like, they're in sixth place right now. We just mentioned they got games up against Utica. They got games against the North Division. 
Thankfully, Lodine is coming in, so it, it's kind of a wash and you get a little more uh, skill down in Belleville. But Parker Kelly had four points in his last seven games down there. So he was contributing and he was a big part of uh, their success. So it's, it's tough in that sense, but I think he's deserved the NHL uh, paycheck. That's for sure. He's deserved to get an extra look while uh, we're still kind of figuring out where everybody stands on this team. And hey, having a guy like him come and uh, finish the rest of the season up against uh, teams like Montreal, hopefully he's there when we see him play because he is a very effective player. So it's nice to see Parker Kelly get rewarded because he's a guy that deserves it. Yes, nine games down in Belleville. Pilsy mentioned it. He had four points in his final seven games. That included two goals as well. So I'm just excited to see what he brings in the NHL level because points don't tell the story when you're looking at Parker Kelly's game. No. It's the it's the in the corner play that he makes, the extra hit finishing you hard into the boards and getting under the skin of his opponent. So he'll have an opportunity to do that. Before we get to the lines, though. Let's get to actually we should because at some point we got to get to the lead and we should have led with this. It's the top line seeing a change. And if you're watching on YouTube, the lines are up there right now for tonight's game. Seven o'clock Eastern start in Montreal. It's Josh Norris between Brady Kachuk and the hometown kid. Mattia Joseph gets to play on the right wing. We saw that at times in the game against Detroit on Sunday. He'll start there against Montreal. The second line gives you Tim Stutzla in between Alex Formanton and Drake Batherson. The third line is Colin White between Parker Kelly and Connor Brown. And the fourth line is Gambrell, Goddett, and Watson. On the back end, Brandstrom and Zub, Holden and Zaitsev, and Delzato with Hamannick. In goal, Anton Forsberg. Unbelievable that he has a winning record 16, 14, and 2 with a 271 goals against and a 919 save percentage. The healthy scratches are expected to be Chris Tierney and former Montreal Canadian Victor Mete. The injury list grows by one with Tyler Ennis joining Shane Pinto, Thomas Shabbat, Jake Sanderson, and Matt Murray. Pilsy, Mathieu Joseph earned clearly with seven points in his last two games. Yeah, I was going to say, is that good? Um, I, and I love that DJ Smith right away after the game said, this isn't going to be a temporary thing. We, we're going to stick with this. And his quote today is awesome. I'll read it here. Having Joseph on the Norris line and Batherson with Stutzla, it makes teams have to choose which line they have to try to shut down. Like, that's what you need. You can't just have the shutdown guys be like, okay, all we have to do is take care of that top line and the rest we're not really worried. Like, if if, if Adam Gaudet's going to beat you on the third line in his 10 minutes of ice time, We'll let him have it, but we're not going to, we're going to try to not uh, allow Norris and Brady and Batherson to get on you. So this creates an opportunity for Joseph. I mean, talk about, man, talk about a guy getting a big boost in a contract year, like going from playing bottom six, hardly any power play time to being on the top line and getting power play uh, time in Ottawa and his new team. So that's massive for him. And Tim Stutzla, he gets arguably the best player on this on this forward roster on his line now. And that's going to help him out too. And I think him and Batherson have shown that they can connect and they have chemistry together. So it's going to be great to see them more often five on five now. Are we arguing that now? I mean, Josh Norris, 30 goals. Brady leads the team in points. And Drake has been a little quiet lately. So I, I, I feel like it's, 
no longer as definitive. I think he's still the top guy, but it's not as clear. I would say. I, I think that you just gave a levy lock. Drake Batherson will <laughs> score tonight. Being smart, yes. Will score a goal. We know that he's done well in the past against the Montreal Canadiens when you look at the shortened season last year in his career against Montreal. Uh, he has 12 points in 15 games, so almost up at a point per game. I'm not calling three-point Batherson. And by the way, when I started doing the Drake Batherson three-point narrative, whatever you want to call it, bit probably more than anything, the odds were like plus 2,400 yeah. at Bet Online. Now it's like plus 900. It's like it's not as as tasty uh, of a line to get in on. But Drake Batherson will score a goal tonight. You got that here first. Levy lock right. at betonline.net. I hope he does. Yeah. Definitively the best forward on this team. But it is hard <laughs> to argue with Josh Norris. Is there any concern from you that Josh Norris has half of his goals on the power play? No. No, me neither. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I mean, when you're one of the top power play guys in the league, and we say it every time, everyone knows he's going to go for that spot and he still gets it, that's fine. And this team needs a power play finisher. So so, so that's fine. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah, I, I wonder how it'll affect his negotiations, though, in the offseason, right? Because a number one center, you got to think at five on five, you should be producing like that as well. I'm not saying he doesn't produce five on five. He obviously missed a ton of games and still has 15 even strength goals as well. He's showing that he's been able to kill some penalties at the same time. But I'm curious if that's a benefit or a detraction when it comes yeah. to his contract, because you could play it both ways. The power play sucks without him and exactly. win, That's winning games. Yeah. You need, you need to score on the power play special teams and goaltending. If you really want to dumb down hockey, win the special teams battle and have better goaltending and you're going to win. So it's Probably. a pretty important part. So, um, and then Tim Stutzla, 15 points in his last 15 games. I love that. And I, I think him and him and Drake are going to work a little magic tonight on the second line. And a lot of the attention is going to be on that top unit. I love the idea Drake is an unbelievable player, but the idea of adding a bit more speed to the top line doesn't hurt at all because all that's going to do is create defensive mismatches, especially if he's coming down on the rush and a D has to go wide and take him into the corner. Well, that leaves somebody open in either in front of the net or Josh Norris probably in the high slot. So I think it's going to create a lot of opportunity for Brady and for Josh Norris. We know Brady loves playing the Montreal Canadiens, so I got to oh, make yeah. that my locked-on player to watch for tonight nice. is is Brady Kachuk because, you know, what does he have, three game-winning goals against them um, so far in, in his career? I know it's at least two. Yeah. Well, my favorite part, uh, it all started in that rookie game where he scored, he beats Kakaniemi yes. in the corner, takes the puck out, scores, and then Sally's right in his face. And we know he's got the woos going if you've been following the helmet Woo. videos that we tweeted out um, as well. By the way, before we get to your lockdown player, did you hear the Drake's, Drake, uh, Jake, we're talking about Drake, Jake Sanderson uh, clip from his interview with 1200 yesterday? Brady's trying to sandbag him in, in yeah. Chell. Just guys being dudes. Uh, t- t- I don't want to do laundry. You don't want to do laundry. There's only one way to settle this. <laughs> Let's play Chell. And uh, hey, that's uh, th- that's nice of Brady to give him the option to win at least. Like if I was Brady, I'd just be like, hey, kid, th- thanks for moving in. Uh, so here are your chores for the day. You got to do laundry. I want a nice cooked meal. Shovel the driveway. Like I would have just Jake doing everything. But at least he gets a chance to try to beat him in Chell. But 
He's down 3-1 in uh, best of seven series, so it's not looking great. That's so funny. What, what a great little tidbit. Jake seems like the most calm and, and like he plays, the, it's just kind of like how he plays hockey. Like yep. it's calm. It's in a rocking chair, but all of a sudden you get like a dash of personality. When we interviewed him, he got some mm-hmm. great stories as well. And on the ice, all of a sudden he goes from playing that responsible two-way game and then he just dangles three guys and scores. Yeah. So uh, I, I can't wait for him to make his, his debut. He's an absolute beauty. And speaking of giveaways that we have coming up, Stay tuned. I believe we're going to wait until Jake Sanderson's NHL debut. We have a signed Jeff Sanderson card. Oh, my God. I think is going to do well. So all you card heads out there know that that is coming here on Locked on Senders. Pills, you want to hit this quick break real quick? I got to go deal with the dog. I don't know if you can hear him there. Hit the quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get your Locked on player, our lookout players. We'll get some keys to victory and take a look at the Montreal Canadiens lineup. Absolutely. We got a quick word from our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's so tough for you to get the parts you need on time and at a good price. Time is money and money is time. You want all those together. So why endure waiting and why endure all the questions you're going to have to field at your local auto parts store? They're asking you all these things and you're like, I'm not really sure. They don't have the brands you need. They don't have the prices you want. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So do it yourself. Save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers and professionals for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find a solution for your auto parts needs. Guys, check it out. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Was that perfect timing or what, Pillsy? We got a Senators game day, 7 p.m. The Sens are in Montreal to look for their first win Against a team they dominated last year, six wins in nine games, if I'm not mistaken, against the Habs, it will be Jake Allen. That's the news coming out of Montreal this morning, and he played well last time in the game you were at. It certainly tilted towards the end of the second and into the third period, but I thought the Sens had a few chances on him, and he stood tall. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And Jake Allen's a good goalie. He's just being put in a position he shouldn't be, right? Like, he's not a starting goalie anymore, and I think that's very clear to everyone, and He's not a starting goalie on a bad team. So that there's a lot of responsibility on him here with Carey Price kind of working his way back to the NHL. So he's definitely someone that any given night, though, he can give you a really solid performance, and he's tough to beat, like you mentioned. So I, I would have preferred they get Montembo on this uh, scenario, but we're going to see Jake Allen. But in the same uh, regard, the Sens are starting Anton Forsberg. So it's uh, best on best for these two teams. We'll save the Senators locked on player for you and our keys to victory at the end so we can finish off strong with the Sens. Let's get into Montreal's lineup. Do you want to rattle these off? All right. So we got Rem Pitlick, one of the uh, Pitlicks in the Montreal organization. And he's on that top line with Suzuki and Caulfield. Then we got Hoffman, Evans, and Josh Anderson. Third line, Armia, Dvorak, and Brendan Gallagher is looking like he is going to play tonight. He missed a couple games with injury, so that's a big piece for uh, Montreal Canadiens and especially 
He loves getting under the Senator's skin, so you got to watch out for him whenever he's out there. Byron, Paling, and then the other Pitlick, Tyler Pitlick, that rounds out the forwards. On defense, you got Harris with Savard, Edmondson with Barron, Romanov with Schooneman, and then, as Ross mentioned, Jake Allen, the starting goaltender. The top scorer for the Montreal Canadiens is Nick Suzuki, 51 points in 69 games. Their record is 19, 39, and 11. Sheesh, that's not great. And last 10, speaking of not great, 3, 4, and 3. Who's your lookout player out of this group of misfits? My lookout player is their top scorer, Nick Suzuki. I know I'm a, I'm a home guy with uh, the Guelph Storm players, but I love him. And uh, Nick Suzuki is having a big year for them. And Ross, the splits... For uh, Suzuki and Caulfield, when Martin St. Louis started coaching this team, are absolutely insane. So he started February 9th. In 24 games in that time, Nick Suzuki has 24 points, point per game pace. Before that, let me just get this here. Before that, he only had 24 points in 49 games. So he was he was struggling. Uh, and I'm not sure if that math adds up. Maybe I messed it up. But you can see what I'm trying to say here is point per game since St. Louis came in and not so great before then. So that's been a massive boost to this offense. And Cole Caulfield, your boy, Ross, another guy that uh, has really popped off with the new head coach. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like Dominic Ducharme, talk about a stain on a reputation that was so strong. He was such yeah. a great junior coach in Halifax and with the world junior team yep. for Team Canada. But just the way Cole Caulfield, what do you go? One goal in 35 games under Ducharme, and then St. Louis comes in, and he's got 14 goals and 26 points in his last 24 games? Yeah. That's insane. St. Louis was coaching high school hockey. Peewees. Yeah, yeah Peewee. <laughs> Holy smokes, Dom Ducharme. I don't know if he's getting another job That's anytime tough. soon based on that. So we'll see. I'm going to leave Cole Caulfield alone, though. Let him sleep. <laughs> he certainly didn't do much against Ottawa in the last meeting, but – Last year, of course, had that game winner in overtime. I heard about it. I heard about it. Uh, we'll wait until Shane Pinto's back before we get to that take. Uh, but it certainly is looking very good for Cole Caulfield. He's uh, He's been a hell of a player at every level and certainly has found his way back to that at the NHL level with the new coach. A guy who I don't think there's a better guy who could coach Cole Caulfield than Martin St. Louis. Like, no. Just the way his career went, being an undersized guy, I'm sure he's got a lot of tricks of the trade that he can pass on. Two, Cole Caulfield. My lookout player, though, is going to be Alexander Romanov. Now, he's a guy who you have to keep your head up when he's on the ice, but I think Ottawa has really exposed him uh, in certain situations, especially last year. And then Josh Norris had enough of his crap and kicked his ass, too. So I, I hope that we see a little animosity here tonight. I was thinking about making Brendan Gallagher my lookout player, but wow, he has been brutal this year. You talk about a guy who's in the first year of a long-term contract, and that's the kind of production you're going to get from him. I don't know how they're going to move that contract, Pilsy. He's been in and out of the lineup with nagging injuries, from my understanding. So kind of, you know, the Colin White situation, like not getting a lot of games. When you are getting games, you're not healthy. And, I mean, the team is just bad, too. So it's not like he's been put into spots to succeed. But, yeah, that's that's looking tough. I think they... I don't think they're going to try to move that contract, though. I think Gallagher is really going to be a big part of that culture there. And like you said, good luck moving that contract. Dude, in two years from now, he's making $8 million, 
eight million dollars in salary in four in three years from now, and he's already a guy who's put up five goals and fourteen points in forty three games. In three years from now, he's getting paid nine million dollars yeah. in base salary. <laughs> Not great. Wow! Yikes! Not yikes! Great. First year of a contract, and that's that's the kind of production he's given you. So, um, good luck to the Montreal Canadiens moving that contract. Um, however, I always say this when Ottawa plays Toronto, and I think it rings true no matter the circumstances here. You can throw the standings right out the window when it's Ottawa, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Montreal, Toronto. It's just there's something about the rivalry, and I hope that it's a packed bell sound. I'm sure it will be uh, tonight, but. I'm I'm hoping for a little magic from uh, from the Senators' top six. The way they shuffled it. Who's your lock on locked on player for the Senators tonight? My locked on player. We talked about it yesterday. Is going to be future first career hat trick player Alex Formanton, my guy. And hey, getting arguably the best player on this team put on your line. That's a big boost. And. I want to see three straight Hatties in a row by three different players. Like I want that so bad. So I'm looking at, or I'm locked on to Alex Formanton because he's been getting the ice time. He's been getting the opportunities. He's playing with Tim Stutzla, but he just hasn't been able to pop off yet. And he's the next closest guy to getting 20 goals here. So I'm really hoping that he can get five goals in the the remainder of this season because he's at 15 now. So then the Sens would have three 20 goal scores. Fun fact, Ross. The Montreal Canadiens have zero 20-goal scorers right now. Zero. Oh, wow. Yikes. Uh, Ottawa has a 30-goal scorer. I think Nick Suzuki mushed the the contract negotiations here for for the Senators because they're like, all Norris has to do is say, well, Nick Suzuki plays just down the road, and he just got, what, 7.87, I think, was the – was the contract there? It was in the. I thought it was like seven point one, but it's in. No, the no. I th- I think it's. I'm gonna pull it up right here. Um, cap. It's so, hilarious that Montreal is still the top team on cap friendly. Worst team in the standings. Seven point eight seven five is the cap oh, hit, wow. yeah. and it <laughs> starts next year. So he's not even on that deal yet, and it's got some signing bonuses on the front and back end of it, and the base salary in the second and third year is $10 million. Mark Bergevin didn't have a care in the world for the Molson family. And seriously, why would you? I feel like they can handle uh, a couple dollars in base salary if it brings down the AAV. But wow, that is, uh, they've got some big money to dole out to a lot of players. And for a team with 19 wins, that's that's a tough look here for the Montreal Canadiens. We'll, we'll see how things continue though, because um, again, they're 2-0 against Ottawa this season. So I think if you're the Senators right now, you're just trying to bear down. And uh, the change in lineup is something that I think we really need to hammer home here. And not only that, what do you think Parker Kelly can do for Colin White and Connor Brown on a third line? Do you like that pairing? Or would you rather have seen Goddett, maybe a guy with a little more offensive flair, move up for Parker Kelly? Because we've seen Kelly play well with Gambrell and Watson in the past. Yeah, that's the thing. I was kind of surprised by that. I like I think that's a hell of a fourth line, Kelly Gambrell and Watson. And now you've got Kelly with Colin White and Connor Brown. Like there's not really a lot of pop on that line. Like who's popping off there? It's a, it's a defensively responsible line. So maybe he's trying to go, you know, up front, top six, we're scoring on you. Bottom six, we're shutting you down. So maybe that's what he's going for. And I can respect that from that sense. And Kelly deserves an opportunity here. Like 
Goddard, we know what we have from him. Likely not going to be back next year, so no sense giving extra ice time to him. So from that from that point of view, it's okay. But yeah, this this new uh, lineup is very interesting, and we're going to get a firsthand uh, glimpse of how it goes up against the Habs. I'm so happy, and I'm gaining a lot of confidence in DJ Smith that they called up Parker Kelly rather than plug in Chris Tierney. Do you think Tierney has played his last game as an Ottawa Senator? Yeah, I do. But I'm on the other side of this, Ross. I almost think it'd be better just to get Tierney in there and keep Kelly and Belleville because Belleville needs him so badly. So I'm not that fired up about it, but it is nice to see Kelly back in the NHL. So Kelly's a good player and he's a complimentary player, but he was even a complimentary player in the AHL. Like He was on their third line in Belleville. He was getting lots of ice time, all situations, but it's not like they're losing their top scorer or anything. He had four points in seven games, and he's a guy that brings physicality. Other than Scott Sabrin, they don't have a lot of those guys on on uh, the forwards, right? So, uh, well, Kasselik, obviously, I don't want to don't want to take that out. And then Ryan Hart can throw the body too. But I, I just thought he was perfectly placed to finish the season in Belleville because if they were looking much better, Ross, like in fourth or or something in the division, sure, go ahead. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And that that didn't ease my uh, worries there. But Victor Lodine coming in does help a little. We'll see when he gets into action, though. Nice. Well, off ice to finish off. We do have keys to victory as well. Let's do keys to victory. And then I want to share this photo. I just saw it on Twitter. We're going to give some credit. At uh, Trenhi10. That's a tough uh, handle to say. It's Darren Trenholm, who probably won't see this. He doesn't follow the account. So, uh, But great photo of Jake Sanderson. Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat at Nick Holden's kids hockey game. Um, So there's a great photo. We'll save that for the end of the show. Your keys to victory tonight for the Senators. My keys to victory. And we talked about a good goaltending and special teams. Well, I'm going to start with special teams because the Montreal Canadians are absolutely brutal special teams. Their power play 13.4% success rate. Just to put it in perspective, only the Flyers are worse, so 31st in the league. Okay, maybe they kill penalties really well. Uh, Yeah, no, no dice on that either. Their penalty kill is 74.4% success rate, good for 28th in the league. So no matter how you slice it, this team needs to dominate uh, on the special teams. And in their last two games, up against Tampa, sure, Montreal won that game, but Tampa was two for three on their power play. And then Florida had a power play goal uh, the the game before as well. So this is a team that, or maybe it was Carolina, sorry, Carolina had a power play goal. So back-to-back games, they've given up power play goals and they haven't been able to score them themselves. So I want to see the Sens dominate on special teams. Colin White, I'll give an honorable uh, mention. He was my second choice for a locked-on player. Ken, uh, Ken Hughes, his old agent, Montreal's GM, there was rumors that there was a trade in place to send him over there, dominate on the power play. Six of Colin White's points are from the power play. So this is a chance to really shine if you're him, and I want to see him capitalize on that second unit. The Ottawa Senators have only scored one goal in each of their two games against Montreal oh. this season. The 2-1 loss and the 5-1 loss. And, and the 5-1 both- was a power play goal. There you go. And in the 2-1 loss, it was a power play goal. That was Colin mm. White scoring in his first game back. And he had the assist on the Josh Norris power play at the game I was at. So, yeah, there you go. How's this? Key to victory. Score an uneven strength goal. Oh. One. 
one. Now all of a sudden it's even strength. It's a winning uh, formula to <laughs> an NHL hockey game. No, but in all seriousness, I'll say this. If the Senators score three goals, they win the game. And they're already getting one because I'm guaranteeing a Brady or a Drake Batherson goal. And then so, get the four-me hat trick in there. So there's four goals, Pennsylvania. There you go. Four goals. That's absolutely sick. I think that's an absolutely sick way to end the show. And also check out this photo. Like just a bunch of beauties going out of their way to make look at the smiles on the kids there. Jake Sanderson, <laughs> Thomas Shabbat, Brady That's Kachuk. Awesome. Can you get into the core of a team any quicker than going to a minor hockey game with the captain or the two captains, the two guys who lead the charge here in Ottawa? Like, look at them just fitting right in, right off the bat. You'll love to see it. And I mean, to add to that, Nick Holden wears a letter too. So you're watching his kids play. So you're you're really immersing yourself in the leadership group of this team. So that's awesome for Jake Sanderson. As Laleem's Martian would say, captain shit. Mm-hmm. right there from Brady Kachuk and the rest of them. So join us in the postcast tonight after the Ottawa Senators play the Montreal Canadiens. It'll be a spicy one. We're going to go live immediately after the game. Got to get back to work afterwards. So we'll see you there. And hopefully we're talking about a win. As I mentioned off the top, the first opportunity for three straight wins in regulation. They've only won three games in a row once this season. And one was in an overtime, Brady Kachuk OT winner. The other was in a shootout. And that was in early December. The only regulation win I mentioned in yesterday's show, they got outshot 48 to 20 against Carolina. And they pulled out a 3-2 victory in that game. That was the beginning of the Forsburgler, really. Although you could argue it was the home opener that we were at where he made, what, 46 saves in that game? One upped it in the Carolina game, though, with 47. So, hey, it's all good vibes, even though the team is well out of the playoff picture. And we also know that Tyler Boucher will be playing playoff hockey. The 67s have qualified. So that'll be great to see Prince Albert, I believe is going to qualify. So that's Carson Latimer getting playoff reps. Ridley Gregg. We still don't know what Ridley. I keep replying to the Brandon Weekings tweet saying it's, they're like, Oh, can you wait? We can't wait to get home and we want to play in front of you guys. Can you wait to see us? It's like, I can't wait to see Ridley Gregg. Any update? (laughs) I'm just, so Anyone listening, go reply to every one of the Brandon Wheat King's tweets. We need answers. Say, Where's Ridley Gray? Where's Ridley Gray? Because we yeah. saw he's skating with the red non-contact. Maybe they're holding him out waiting for playoffs. I don't know what it is, but we need to we need to do some investigative journalism and find out where the heck is Ridley Gray. He's probably got a shoulder injury. God damn it. <laughs> just the way it's going. Obviously, that's just me joking. We don't know what the injury is, but it would be very nice to get Ridley back because he's on a 12-game point streak. So... When he's in the lineup, he's a bit unreal. Yeah, that's the Riddler. Do you have an answer to the question I, I posed on Twitter? Who's your prospect where the talent, the production's there, but you don't think they get enough recognition? It's Victor Lodin. Like, I'm with uh, a lot of the people that said that. Like, that's perfect. Like, I often forgot about Lodin, and then you you see he's coming to North America. You see the highlights, and you're like, oh, my God, this fourth-round pick from three years ago? Let's go. Like, he's, he's ready. He's here. And – uh He's going to bring a lot of offensive flair to Belleville, a team that needs help goal scoring. So I love it. We'll see when he begins. We know we'll be back in the postcast. And then for more on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Senders. For today, though, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.